Today on the Evangelist Podcast, we hear about the Story Durham mission. The Evangelist's Podcast. Encouragement to speak life to a needy world. With Glenn Scrivener and Andy Brinkley. Welcome back to the Evangelist Podcast, where we encourage you in your Christian witness, bringing you interviews and info useful in evangelism. I'm Andy Brinkley, and my colleague and boss, Glenn Scrivener, is currently away on mission in Belfast. He's taking part in their Story Belfast Week. But while Glenn was in Durham last week, he caught up with some of the team involved in putting on the uh, Missions Week. They are Sam Udi, Niv Lobo and Noah Strange. Um, For those of you who don't know what the Story Missions are about, um, I'm going to give you a quick overview. Uh, So the week comprises of a number of different speakers who each have their own sort of unique life story. Uh, They might come from any walk of life, like an artist, a banker, drug addicts, etc. But they've all come to know and love the Lord Jesus. So as the week progresses, one of them each meeting is interviewed for about half an hour. And then the speaker, in this case, Glenn, uh, shares the gospel and relates it to that person's life story. As I understand it, there's been very good response. People love to hear other people's stories. That's what all the, you know, newspapers and magazines and, you know, soaps on telly are all about stories, aren't they? other people's stories. It gives a good opening, doesn't it? When, when you say to someone, oh, what's your story? Or maybe they ask you and you can give your testimony. It's not necessarily a new idea. Roger Carswell has been doing this for years, uh, but it has been very effective in communicating the gospel in a in a relatable way so let's hear the interview then so here we are at story durham 2017 it's very very exciting it's uh it's been in christian today is it is that a magazine an Mm, online it is an online magazine yeah Yeah. and did you so i'm with sam udi and i'm with noah strange and i'm with niv lobo um and uh, some of the brains trust behind uh story durham in 2017 but uh sam you just did uh did you do an interview with christian today were they interested i did yeah they'd heard about um story running in durham and a few cus around the country since it first ran in durham last year and they wanted to hear what's been going on um chat about the vision behind it and the impact it's been having um, and it's a friend from home actually who works at Christian today so he gave me a call yesterday afternoon uh, um, it's who you know isn't it it yeah. is definitely who you know but yeah. everybody knows about story in fact everyone knows so much about story I'm about to go to Belfast and they're about to do a mission and guess what they're calling it story Belfast Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we think there are how many different stories around the place this year I think there's at least 10 yeah. in, in other unis it's yeah. hard to tell amazing yeah. why have so many different universities picked this up that is a fantastic question. Um, I ask fantastic questions. Uh, I really do. It's do you know, earlier today, uh, Glenn followed me on Twitter for the first time. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't follow It was actually my, hi- my highlight of Story 2017. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think people have, um, have picked up on a, a tool that is a fantastic way to engage students and people um, uh, in 2016, 2017. I think... Um, uh, well, I could take you back to the, to the yeah. start, if you like. Um, I was a, a student in Durham, and I reflected on my first two mission weeks here, which were, which were fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but saw that there were people in the city and the, the student culture we weren't reaching. Um, and so we set out to ask the question, who are the people that we aren't reaching and why, and what can we do differently to change that? Um, and I think the main thing was, was challenging a, a misconception and a preconception that 
from a, from a small but significant part of the student body that the Christians are out to convert and to preach and to Bible bash. Um, and to be honest, if there's even one person in Durham that thinks that and that's stopping them from coming to an event, I would love to try and challenge that um, misconception. Um, and stories, I think, are a really powerful way of communicating a lot of things. They communicate... Um, uh, value and purpose for people that you talk to when you say what's your story um, they cut through intellectual questions to, to questions of identity and the heart and they provoke self-reflection but they're also universal because everyone has one so it's a, stories are a platform that I think everyone can engage with mm-hmm. um, and I think I think that might be one of the things that CU's around the country, or at least in Durham, we've, we've picked up on. Mm. Um, that the fact that life stories are universal means that that's a fantastic mm. tool to engage with. Um, a few months ago, we had the, the um, pleasure of gathering together as, as a UCCF staff and relay team. Mm. And um, Richard Cunningham gave an address. And, and in it, he was reflecting on um, different cultural engagement in 2017. And he reflected on, on Brexit and um, Donald Trump's election as president. Um, of the United States and our tendency uh, to polarise opinions um, and he reflected on that and then said that the one thing that was needed then was empathy mm. um, and I think that's really that's really translatable to, to story by putting someone up on a stage and um, interviewing them for half an hour you're forcing uh, mm. your audience to empathise with the person it's very easy right. to, yes. to disagree with someone intellectually and reject them on the basis of their beliefs but it's very very difficult to um, reject a per- someone's personal experience yes. um, we've reflected a little bit on um, how you engage students uh, in a culture that says, well, where, where people can say, well, that's good for you, but not for me. It's true for you, but not for me. Um, that's difficult. But the, the incredible thing about that is that um, it's very difficult in that same culture for a student to reject someone else's personal experience. Yeah. Um, and so seeing someone on a platform, being interviewed and sharing their, their life story has been a way that people who, would, I think, tend to polarise, um, mm. who aren't Christians, they've been forced to engage with the story. Mm. Um, and I've just found that fascinating to, to see it unfold. And I think that's reflected in the, the really warm and open atmosphere um, because people's first engagement with the gospel at an event isn't the preach, it's through the medium of someone's story. Yeah. And for years, Roger Carswell, who came and did mm. the, the, the talks last year, for years he's been doing these things called transformed lives mm. or real lives mm. where he interviews somebody and then preaches off the back of it. And, mm. and now, I mean, Roger doesn't go anywhere without doing that sort of yeah. format. And so was that kind of in conversation with him as well about how the evenings would run? Yeah. Yeah, do you know, it was actually, it was, it was almost coincidental. We had a, hmm. a bit of a plan for that and the fact that it, we thought it could be good to do interviews and that's his style yeah. anyway. Um, so the two fitted really well together. Um, yeah. yeah. And so last year you had people like Major, Major General Tim Cross? Yeah, so we, we, I think the same is true and Noah perhaps will say later. For both years, to try and get a variety of stories, um, there's a half an hour interview every evening. Um, and to get a variety of stories of Christians in different spheres of society um, to share how their lives have been impacted by their faith. So we had Tim Cross, who was the most senior British army officer involved in post-war planning in Iraq. Um, we had a former UVF terrorist. And this year, Noah and his team have got Ken Costa, who um, was the chairman of Lazard. He's an investment banker. Um, had a musician, an entrepreneur. Um, uh, and the last night, last year and this year, is a student as well. Um, I think it's that breadth of story that, that captures different people in the student world. Yeah. Um, the fascinating thing with that, I think, is that we've had students coming along who would never go to an uh, evangelistic event at a church, an Alpha Course Christianity Explored, um, and have no interest in exploring faith, but are fascinated um, with the story of how a banker can call himself a Christian, right. or how a terrorist yeah. can say he's forgiven. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, that thing of trying to reach more people um, has been shown by people turning up who said they'd never come before, but they just are interested to hear. Yes. Um, yeah. 
and we're sat here in a, a tent in we the middle are. of a field. And we are. It's a rather large <laughs> tent. It is. The lights are currently off, and so is the heating. So it's chilly, <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah, behind the very stage. Cold. We haven't right put there. the generator on yet, uh, and so we're huddled around my iPhone with its <laughs> with this little light going. Um, but when the generator uh, comes on, yeah. um, there is just massive sound and light show. I mean, we've we've got screens, and we've got uh, it's it's done up really really nicely. Mm. Why is that a value for you? That when people, I mean, because just at lunchtime I came in and behind me there was like this guy who was obviously his first time at Story. He's like, no way, they have spent money on this. Mm. Um, and yeah, you have spent money on this, but why is that a value for you? Yeah, good question. Um, I, think, I think a few of our team came to realize very quickly that um, you're always communicating something, um, nothing is ever neutral. And so when a person walks into a venue, um, if they're given a cup of, of weak orange squash in a plastic cup, that communicates something. Right. Um, if they're given a high-quality coffee with yeah. a nice latte art on, on the top, that communicates something else. Mm. Um, I, think, I think for a while I've probably tended to think that evangelistic events should look nice and be hospitable because it makes people feel at home and helps them open up and relax. Um, my thing on that I think has changed and evolved and I think that um, that excellence at events makes the gospel tangible to people I think if, if you Glenn were to stand up on the stage and talk about how welcoming Christ is mm. um, if that welcome wasn't reflected in the way that people were treated when they walked in a the venue there's a disconnect mm. Um, mm. I think I'm, I'm fascinated by some of the responses we've had last year and this year of people who reflect on how how personal the events in this marquee feel and how valued they feel by um, the people putting this event on who they don't even know um, and then when they come to hear about what Jesus did for them and what he's really like it just it, it kind of all fits together like a jigsaw and yeah. um, I think that's why we have a high yeah. high value for excellence mm. and, and you know branding doesn't bring anyone in, into the kingdom mm. but mm. in an age in which this is the way that we're interacting with our friends yeah. and drawing people in and inviting them um, obviously that's that's been a high value for you because mm. I mean the, the branding yeah. the video yeah. um, the websites um, that's all been just superb yeah. really yeah I think I'd say two things on that the first would be I read a fascinating article by a, um, a graphic designer in Sydney who wasn't a Christian and he um, would drive around Sydney and he saw church billboards that by mm. his own standards as a graphic designer were excellent and there was mm. something he wrote that there was something about that that people in the church were doing things that by his standards were excellent that drew him in and he ended up going to a church mm. and one of the churches that did, did design very well and he got saved mm. um, that I think is amazing um, uh, I actually can't remember what the other thing I was going to say was. <laughs> That's right. What was your question then? Um, there wasn't really a question. Yeah. But as an Australian, my voice goes up at the end of a yeah. sentence, so it <laughs> seems like there has been a question. Great <laughs> I just can't remember what it was. That first um, Oh, well, uh, branding. I, I, think, I think in the last few years we've, we've definitely seen a shift in the way that millennials and students uh, engage with content mm -hmm. uh, and engage with um, events and branding. I think flyers are great, but my experience of university is that no one comes to an event off the back of a flyer. Um, that probably wouldn't be true. Depends on the university. Well, it does. Yeah. And so I'm speaking specifically yeah. in the Durham context. Yeah. Flyering isn't really a thing. So it's, it's fantastic mm. to, to reinforce something that people are already aware of. Mm. Um, and it, it genuinely does have a place, but I think we, we recognise that social media is a very powerful tool that yeah. in our context in Durham just hadn't really been harnessed um, and so we uh, last year and then Noah and the team this year created a really high quality video and worked hard at engaging people online um, the video this year has been viewed by 40,000 um, unique people wow. um, some of the testimonies have been read uh, 10,000 times in full that we published online wow. um, last year actually someone uh, watched a video um, 
the promotional video and were so captured by that that they came to the marquee by themselves purely off the back of the video yeah. and I think if I'm I think I'm right in saying they then became a Christian yeah. um, because they saw something that was excellent that, mm -hmm. that drew them in yeah. yeah I believe in videos that's good mm. and so so Noah you are Hi. hello Hi. you are what's, what is your title Grand Pooba um, Missions Story Chair Story, story, story Maker the story yeah, that's, maker. What, that's what me and Sam call it probably officially okay. Story Chair Okay, yeah. Grand Lord of the, of the Story <laughs> 2017. And so, was there much of a was there much of a discussion after you had the great success of Story 2016? Did it take you a long time to agonise over should we do this again or should we try something different? Um, I think yes and no. I think it was a very quick decision because I knew, like, my gut thinking was that was so good and do it again. But I did take my time over it, and I think I'm really glad that I did because I think it. It is rare, and I don't know that many others, and I think we'll see, as we've kind of said, a lot of other universities are doing story now. I'll be very interested to see next year if that carries on, if this is like a new thing for universities to do. And I think it is rare for an events week to do two years in a row, even despite the incredible success last year was. Uh, and so I spent a lot of time talking to my team and thinking about it myself and thinking... I don't just want to create the same um, week again. I don't want to do it all over again so someone thinks, oh, I did that story last year, and so I don't really want to come again this year. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it was an easy decision, but I did take my time doing it because I think it is a very important one. I think one that has worked, clearly. Um, and I think it's important to, um, yeah, yeah, spend time over that. Well, familiarity is quite important, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I've spoken to, to loads of people. They're not members of the CU, but they did come along to stuff last year, and yeah. they know what they're getting, yeah. and they feel safe. And it's yeah. yeah, and because of the professionalism of it, and because it's a, a recognised brand, it's something that's easy to kind of slide into and, and listen. How big is your team? Uh, nine people. Wow. Um, yeah, so it is a, a big operation. There is a lot to do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of... Functions so we have obviously the CU exec um, um, running the whole CU, but then there is nine people in that, and there is also nine people in my team for running this week. It is a, a big operation and has taken a lot of time. Has anyone like done the maths on how many how many hours you guys have spent on this? I don't think I'd like to know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, uh, your tutors don't want to know. You my, don't want to tell your tutors. Yeah, no. my my supervisor when I met with him the other week, he's like, I do really like your project now, but I mean. You really should do a lot more. I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, next week. Next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So studies have been a little bit on hold this week. Yeah, very hard. Yeah. Oh, they've been on hold for for a good while now. But I think <laughs> that's fine. Two or three years. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that, and I think the team bit is so crucial to it. Like this only happens. You only do something to this scale whilst everyone is still doing a degree. Mm. Um, if everyone on the team is really behind um, yeah. what you're doing, and so. Yeah, I think it is important that we, as a team, we we are a really close and tight team because we have to be. We spend so much time together. Um, we make important decisions together. We've produced this kind of big event that a lot of people have come to. Um, and I think that basically just comes down to me and my team really getting behind what we're doing. And I think then that translates to the wider CE um, and why so many people have come to help out and be involved yeah. and... Yeah, you really need to see you behind this yeah. and, and inviting people. It would be uh, dreadful to have such a huge uh, marquee yeah. and uh, yeah. nobody come. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I've been astonished. You know, yeah. How old are you, Noah? Uh, uh, 20. 20. I think. Am I 20? Turn yeah. 20 in December, yeah. 
Yeah, at so. twenty at twenty years old, there's no way I could have like pulled off anything like this. It's been <laughs> astonishing to see just the levels of maturity and organization, and uh, yeah, this is this is a hugely big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and so tell us tell us some good stories about this week. What's got what's gotten you excited about this week? I think just, I, I was just looking there. My friend just sent me a text. Um, he's um, friends of um, Sam as well, and he came along to Story last year. And he just sent me a text. It's quite long, but he started it with, "Hey, mate, just wanted to say that I thought Story was great again this year, even for a non-believer like me. Seriously, though, cracking job." Huh. And I think, I think for me, I've been amazed. And like, uh, we kind of so we have a, a cafe as well, and um, kind of run lunch bars and evening events, much like every events week. Um, but because we have a marquee, we have a, a cafe as well. And like Sam said, we serve good coffee, um, and we want this to be a, a really great space for conversation to happen outside of the events. Um, I think for me, I th- in doing all this operation, I haven't been able to do as much of kind of the conversation, the on the ground stuff that I enjoy doing. I love speaking to my friends about Jesus, um, but I haven't been able to do that. So for me, the highlights have been one, seeing everyone else do that, and see that. I think for me, I thought the highlight was last night after the talk. Um, after kind of the event finished, there were hundreds of people that stayed wow. for another hour yeah. just chatting. And some of those are about their degrees. Some of them, are, you know, it's not about kind of Jesus and life and Christianity, but a lot of them were. Mm. Um, and for me, that's been a real highlight. And just to then see some of my friends um, who came along for a coffee because they probably wouldn't come to an event and then be like, oh, I might as well just stay. Mm. Um, and for me, that's been a real encouragement. Um, and yeah there's been just some fantastic stories um, and I think that's why I wanted to put together I wanted to put together a week that um, one is really welcoming and engaging we have this marquee that this is lovely a privilege of having such a wonderful space to have these conversations but then doing things that aren't the same every night and having real variety in what we're doing um, and so there's something here for everyone um, and everyone can um, engage with part of it and and come along and yeah. I feel that's yeah we had the the great good news just before we started recording as a guy has been coming pretty much to everything yeah. in the last week ever since Sunday evening just just coming back and back yeah. and back and back and and one of the CU guests had the privilege of just praying with him and mm. uh, amazing astonishing yeah. if it was just yeah. him then it would be all worth it wouldn't it yeah. Mm. yeah on Tuesday we had the gang leader Ryan Lennon and I mean he had a story that. In many ways, I hope no one else has. I hope that none <laughs> yeah. of the other 700 who came actually shared in in uh, a lot of the horrors that he had to go through in his life. But actually, just him being open and honest just prized open a whole bunch of other people who were open and honest about their own stories, mm-hmm. even though they didn't have the same difficulties that yeah. he had. But honesty begets honesty, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And, mm-hmm. and that's been so important. As people open up, then you can preach Jesus into the situation. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things we've appreciated, I think we were talking about this earlier actually, is the way that um, you, Glenn, have worked hard to, to take what your interviewers... No, don't stop recording for this bit. ...have worked hard to take what the interviewees have said and proclaim the gospel in the light of that, picking yeah. up little um, mm. nice touches they had or particularly prized moments in their story. And I think that's, um, that's a selfless thing for you to do as a speaker. Uh, and it, it's it's more demanding than just getting up there and, and, and hammering at what you're going to say anyway. But I think the gains for that in the long term are just so much richer. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, I remember thinking that 
when we heard Ru Payne's story on Monday night, but then again, I think it was last night, there was a, a, a mention back to him. For anyone who'd come to that, and I think plenty of people had, that was just a wonderful bit of continuity that really said, no, we do care about stories. The mm. fact we interviewed that guy was not just a, you know, now, now it's done. Um, that's been a, a really great way to have served the spirit of this event, Glenn, so thanks mm. for that. Yeah, well, off the, off the back of it, I mean, there's, there's different events you're invited into to preach off the back of and actually having spoken with someone about the most deep things about their life mm. that is the best platform for preaching the gospel from mm. um, yeah which is why Roger Carswell never does anything else <laughs> these days and, and I'm starting to get set in my ways like that too um, and I'm here with Niv Lobo as well. So Niv, you're a UCCF staff worker, and Correct. this is kind of your job. This is a good <laughs> job to have. It's right? an amazing job to have. It's not all my job. Um, this is really something that happens uh, maybe three or four weeks in in my year, mm-hmm. and the rest of the time is also brilliant because I get to spend time with wonderful young Christian students who, like Sam and Noah, are taking a lead, mm-hmm. are making Christ known, and even though they are young. Um, age-wise, are doing the most extraordinary things for the Lord. Mm. It's beautiful to see and it's great to be a part of. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've loved this week. It's been such a privilege to be here. Yeah. yeah. And you've been doing the lunchtime talks, uh, <laughs> tackling some big objections to Christian faith. What are you trying to do in your lunchtime talks? You've got about 20 minutes yeah. with them and then there's some Q&A. So what's, what's your motivation? Mm. What's your tactics? Well, I suppose, first to remember that uh, every question is being sincerely asked by people made in God's image Mm. and they matter and their question matters and so the the pain or confusion or angst um, that's behind those questions is is something we've got to take seriously Mm. but also and above that that the scale and beauty of the response that we find in Christ is Mm. sufficient and wonderful and I suppose we're longing to marry the two to identify with where people are coming from when they ask that question, persuasively to articulate what Christ brings to that, and to invite them away from something that's hollowing them out in the long run mm. to the one who will give them life. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how easy that is to do, and I, I, I just think when you, when you realise the scale on both counts, the, the, the depth of the question being asked and the, the height of the response we've got to give back. Right. It's tricky, but it's wonderful. And where do you, where do you, how do you kind of balance that thing? Because on, on the one hand... Um, Questions can be smokescreens for mm, mm. all sorts of reasons why people don't want to believe. Yeah. And on the other hand, questions are coming from, from deep places mm. of interest and there's such a thing as seeking after yeah. the Lord. So how, yeah. how do you discern what, where a question is coming from? It's very difficult. We long to be dialogical and that's easy in a conversation because, hey, yeah. there they are. You can have a literal dialogue. But yeah. in one of these, you do have to make the, the charitable assumption that the question is being truly asked by people who really mean it. Yeah. Um, it's not my place to know who's asking it as, as a smokescreen and who isn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, think, I think that is just the, the way I have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what have been some of your highlights? And you guys can chip in as well. What have been some of your highlights this week? Um, well, I think... So I, I do an awful lot of this. And I love it. And I'm blessed to be part of something called Christian Persuaders that we, Richard Cunningham sort of steers uh, via UCCF. Yeah, heads think, up UCCF. Indeed, yeah. the director of UCCF. Thinking about how we train people to articulate the gospel in this context and how to com- commend Christian truth in a manner keeping with the beauty and, and compelling nature of that truth. Um, uh, let me just reflect on what's different about story. I think how hard the students have worked to create a space and an environment in which people are valued and welcomed in means that there's a civility to the tone 
um, which is just beautiful. It means mm-hmm. that the discussions we're having are, are meaningful ones. And yeah. like today, someone will say, oh, I see that, but I have to know about this, and right. I can come back. But it, it doesn't feel like a fist fight. Right. Um, and that's lovely. I, I, no one wants to be in an arm wrestling match after, yeah. a, after a talk about suffering. Yes. Um, and so that we have a hospitable, hospitable space. People can come, right. bring the question. That's a beautiful thing we're part of here. And isn't that interesting? Like, if it was held in a lecture theatre, mm-hmm. perhaps even that very environment would make it feel a little bit more like... Like a, an intellectual arm wrestle, and Indeed. maybe the fact that this feels a lot more like a—I don't know, like a posh wedding reception or something. Like that. Yeah. Here we are oh, in this market. My wedding is not going to look this nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been thinking about. You should—you should hold uh, it in February next year. Gosh, get yeah. get Durham City to kiss. <laughs> That'll be something yeah. else. It's not really used during the day, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have been your highlights, Sam? Well, I think I actually I'd pick up on and major on something that Niv alluded to and Noah and his team are far too modest I think to use language like mm. this but um, his team and then you two as uh, Niv and Glenn as speakers have, have worked together to I think genuinely create a culture um, around this week what's, what's fascinating is, is multiple experiences I've had this week where I've sat down with people who don't go to church and they've sat in front of me and they've said so what's your story? and mm. asked me to share my testimony. Right. Um, and right. That, that isn't just a random question. It's a reflection of people starting to engage with a brand, if you want to call it that, mm. or, a, or a method of engagement with, with bigger questions of life and faith and meaning. Um, and I think the marquee has, has been the central point for that. But actually, there are conversations going on around the city that are mm. based around this story theme. Um, and that's really the, the, the personal element that Niv was just talking about, I, I think has been really present. And I love seeing people yeah. being able to reflect on and, and appreciate um, space to engage with uh, spirituality mm. or faith or Christianity and not feel pressured um, without any of us copping out and just saying, here, just, just come and find your own meaning. Um, I don't think any of the content really is different to, to other mission weeks, but the tone and the atmosphere in this marquee yeah. is, is incredibly unique. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I spoke yeah. to someone yesterday who says, I'd love to see a story done, done by a Muslim society or another society. And then he paused and went, but they probably wouldn't. This, this is the kind of thing you guys care about, which I think was a lovely underlining of mm-hmm. what Noah and his team have been trying to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a true expression of Christian faith. It's not just, yeah, there's this packaging and we've, you know, got this accidental Christian message in the middle of it. What's next for people, Noah, if uh, they've come along to a story and they've gotten interested? I guess follow-up has got to be a, a major concern as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, something I would love to have uh, more time for and something I've just been sitting down with the, um, Karis, who's uh, heading up uh, eventually, whatever they want to call it, uh, next year in Durham. And... My, I have loads of things to say about things I would have done differently, but my major one is follow-up. Um, we have a course, um, it's called Story Continues. It's going to be really good, um, and it's running the three weeks that are left of, um, of term. Um, but I could have done that a lot better, we could have done that as a team a lot better, as a CU, um, we could have done that a lot better. So yeah, follow-up is crucial, especially to have the conversations we're having this week to then die them off and kind of cut it off as soon as you lose the marquee and this goes back to just being a, a school field and um, I think it's more than just a shame I think it's actually I think it's terrible I think it's like not there's no worth in us doing this because we have heard some incredible stories of people committing um, to following Jesus first their life this week but for the majority it is oh I'm a little bit more interested now or I now trust a Christian or I now might come to church one week mm. um, and to leave them there is very wrong of us and so we've tried um, 
we've, yeah, we have this course. And I think we've also really stressed to people, obviously we're giving out Uncover um, mm. Gospels at, at every event. Everyone's every got seat. John's Gospels. And so, yeah. yeah. And so that's, uh, I guess that's one way of doing it in that we really want people to take it away and then encouraging the CU in, in kind of when we meet um, following story to say, look, like, don't just leave this. This wasn't a story that's great. Like, you should be staring Jesus. You should be sharing your story and asking and interested people in, yeah. in other people's stories the whole year, let alone... 20th to 24th of February mm. um, but yeah I think it's crucial and something I would like to have done a lot better and something I think Durham CU will do very well next year no I, th- I think you are doing and especially because you've served the CU mm. by making something so easy to invite their friends to <laughs> yeah. so it's just, it's just yeah. so easy to bring a fr- it's been so easy to bring a friend to you know Christmas carols in the cathedral so easy to bring people here and then you've got to trust that those relationships yeah uh, are where discipleship happens, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know what your experience has been, Glenn, but the, the people I've been able to pray with after an event, either to accept the Lord for the first time or recommit, it's always been me and their Christian mate with them. Yes. And that's been really lovely because I've known, oh, good, they're going to go on yeah. with a friend who'll say, let's keep going, let's yeah. know the Lord together. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing I really tried to um, major on in our prep for this was that story isn't just kind of me and my team putting on really nice events so that you have something to invite them to that is obviously one part of it and one part of it that's worked well but actually it's I really want you guys to be a part of this Durham CU are hosting story not Noah Strange and his team Um, and so because of that they feel more invested Um, it's a we rather than a me and so that I hope then that carries through and it's clearly carried it's, it's clearly worked in the week that people have invited their friends to not just because they have something to invite them to but because they are part of the thing that they are inviting them to and I, I would love and hope and we'll, I guess we'll see in the next few weeks and yeah mm. that that carries on that is a we uh, and not um, mm. no stranger's story uh, yeah and you know and one of the huge benefits of a mission is Christians uh, yeah. just see how good the good news is yeah. you know when you Definitely. share Jesus you start to go yeah Jesus is quite good um, isn't he and yeah you understand all the good things you have in Christ when you share him with others. So uh, you'll have blessed the CU. You've totally blessed Durham uh, as a community. And, um, and you've blessed the rest of the Christian communities as they've looked on and seen here is a format that works and here's something that can be multiplied throughout the, the, the country and around the world. Let's, let's, see, let's see story around the world. Well, awesome? there's, there's rumors of, a, of one story <laughs> in Michigan, there we go. which we haven't Mom. been able to confirm, and also huh. a story in, in somewhere in Southeast Asia, again unconfirmed. We've been told by Lindsay Brown, um, yes. who is a reputable source, that that's true, but we can't verify it. Well, you know what I believe, evangelists. You know, <laughs> know what they're like with the statistics. Guys, you've done a tremendous job. It's been mm. such a privilege to come here. And uh, you've built a platform for the gospel. And it's just been the easiest thing in the world to stand up and say Jesus on it. And uh, so uh, we will keep on praying for people at Thank Durham to, uh, yeah, to go on knowing the Lord. Mm-hmm. But thanks, guys. Thank you very much. So that was Glenn Scrivener talking to Sam Udy, Noah Strange and Niv Lobo, who've helped to put on the Story Durham event at uh, Durham University this year. So what's your story? Why not have a think about how you and your church, youth group, college or university could draw people to the gospel with stories? You know, one thing we could do is write down our story and print it off as a tract for people to read. I know one church here in Eastbourne, uh, and they've got a number of church members who've written their testimony and it's been sort of typed up and put into a booklet and uh, they've been put 
the booklets have been put in the foyer of the church so if any visitors come they pick up this i don't know if there's a picture of the person or not but um you know just gives uh sort of a relatable story and someone could pick that up and say oh that that could be just like me um and when you think about it it's not surprising <laughs> uh, that a lot of the bible is story the story of adam and eve and abraham and isaac and israel and the kings and how god is going to he brings judgment and then he redeems and then jesus comes it's all story isn't it um and when jesus came he he told stories that was part of his ministry is that he told stories to get the message across and history is basically his story isn't it and of course that history is not finished his story is not finished and neither is ours so anyway that's it for now don't forget to subscribe to the evangelist podcast for more encouraging episodes if you don't know where to go just go to speaklife.org.uk slash tep and that will take you to the podcast page where you can subscribe thanks very much for listening Music.